I have something the easiest dance in the bunch. Life expectancy in the U.S. has skyrocketed in the last hundred years. In 1900, it was 47. By 2000, it was 77. And here in Berkeley, folks can expect to live, on average, about 83 long years. So I've come to the North Berkeley Senior Center to find out their secret. This is not as easy as it looks, and these people are twice my age. Gertrude Kuhner, one of the dance instructors here, is a legend. She's 94 and is just recently beginning to feel the effects of old age. My body doesn't obey, but I, to this tempo and, and, the, and the agility that my mind is functioning and I want it to do. I have to accommodate my impulses. It's a little tricky. I just feel so young inside all the time. So when I look in the mirror, I don't know who that is. Wow. Because I feel young inside. The fountain of youth has eluded us so far, but the study of longevity, or expanding human lifespan, is no longer the stuff of fantasy. Recent breakthroughs are making age research a hot topic. Scientists are finding ways to keep lab animals biologically youthful, including genetic manipulations and something called caloric restriction, or cutting calories by up to 40%. Tad Ottman from Hayward religiously follows such a diet. Some people will use a slang phrase of referring to it as kind of a starvation diet. And the thing that keeps it from being true starvation is that you're getting adequate nutrition. Uh -huh. So it's a game to try to get adequate nutrition in what would otherwise be starvation. A small but dedicated group of CR practitioners are sprinkled around the country, many of them inspired by the late Roy Walford, a UCLA pathologist who in the 1980s wrote the CR Bible, the 120-year diet. So these beans have already been prepared. Uh-huh. And... Well, this is actually beginning to smell like something now. Yes. Yeah, so Tad eats about 1,500 highly nutritious calories a day, starting off with what he calls a hearty breakfast. It's a porridge-like concoction with a long list of ingredients. Oat bran, oat flakes, rye flakes, arrowroot, turmeric, sunflower seeds, psyllium husks, just to name a few. You know what would be good in here are raisins. Is that oh, on the oh that's a good idea. Uh, now, but would that, let me ask. I was curious why anyone would switch to such a radical regime. For Tad, it was some unsettling test results. I had a medical checkup one year about seven years ago, and the doctor told me that my cholesterol was getting high enough that it would have to be managed by a prescription. Instead of going on the pills, Tad simply ate less, lost some weight, and his health stats improved. Impressed by his progress, he decided to go even further and try calorie restriction. He's been at it now for five years and was recently recruited to take part in the first study of long-term human caloric restrictors. Results so far show that the hearts of people on CR seem almost 15 years younger. Tad himself now weighs 130 pounds, and by all measures, he's in amazing health for a 52-year-old man. Okay, uh, we, won't, we won't doctor it up anymore. Okay. But it's not that easy, even for a true believer. The hard thing is to stop short on each meal. 
and to assert some willpower every day. It's just not natural to quit eating when food is in front of you and you're salivating and you still feel hungry. Unless it's coffee and a power bar on the run, I'm not really a breakfast person, but right now I'm starving. It sort of tastes like, you know, I have to say, I really don't know if I've ever, ever had this particular experience, this taste before. <laughs> I mean, I definitely taste the oatmeal and it, it tastes kind of very, a little watery to me. Mm -hmm. And then, ooh, surprise, I have a pinto bean yes. <laughs> in my cereal. It just seems like a non-morning thing, but maybe if we had Cheerios on top, it would seem more familiar. CR isn't the diet of the week. It dates back to the 1930s, when scientists at Cornell University noticed that lab rats fed low-calorie diets lived up to twice as long as other rats. So why does cutting calories make animals live longer? One of the most popular theories is that a super low-cal diet triggers a kind of ancient survival mode. So if food is scarce, the body slows down its aging process so an animal can reproduce next season, when food might be more abundant. Ironically, starvation might be a good thing. For monkeys at the University of Wisconsin's National Primate Center, a CR diet is proving to be a powerful elixir. These rhesus monkeys are almost the same age. The strong and handsome monkey on the left is on the diet. The gray and paunchy one on the right isn't. But it's not just their good looks that are convincing. The CR monkeys have lower occurrences of diabetes and cancer. My search for the secrets of longevity brought me to a hilltop overlooking Novato, to a temple of age research, the Buck Institute, a nonprofit science center. Here, Dr. Pankaj Kapahi is also looking at the connection between nutrition and longevity, but his model organism is the common fruit fly. In the lab, we like to think of flies as little people with wings. Essentially, what we do with the flies is we, we try a whole range of um, nutrient variation to identify the most optimal diet for lifespan extension. Kapahi has put some flies on a high-carb diet, others on a high-protein regime, sort of an Atkins diet for bugs. So these flies are on different protein diets? Yes, they're on different protein and different carbohydrate diets. They don't look any skinnier than the flies your flies that aren't on diet. They are, if you weigh them out, if you actually weigh them out, a fly weighs about a milligram. And you can notice when you keep the flies on high protein diet, they actually weigh about 20, 30% more. How do you weigh a fly? So we weigh it in a, a fine balance, which can essentially measure up to 0.1 milligram. But the question isn't which fly lost the most weight, it's which one will live the longest. We're asking simple questions like, do the levels of the uh, protein or carbohydrate or lipids in the diet matter? And one of the interesting findings has been that it, an anti-Atkins diet it seems to work very well to extend life. But in the age of molecular biology, the quest for longevity has also moved beyond diet. It's gone genetic. Back in the 1980s, the first gene found to affect lifespan was identified. It was appropriately named age one. Since that first gene, we've now seen an explosion. There are hundreds of genes known in different biochemical pathways. And these genes affect 
metabolism, stress resistance, repair processes, a whole myriad of, of different biological processes really do impact on how long an animal lives. Building on these recent genetic discoveries, Kapahi identifies the long-lived mutants and then tries to trace the genes that contribute to their longevity. So this is where you're manipulating the genes That's as right. opposed to putting them on a diet. That's right. So we're asking the question, uh, which genes are responsible for modulating lifespan when we change nutrients? These fruit flies only live about four to six weeks, so I'm not sure what their diet or genes has to do with my life expectancy. Dr. Lithgow says I'd be surprised. All of these organisms, ourselves, nematodes, fruit flies, mice, we all have a common ancestor. And it's quite stunning to see the commonality of mechanisms for things like development all the way through these organisms. The same types of genes, the same types of proteins doing exactly the same thing in very, very different species. So yeah, so these chaps here are one millimeter in length, so you can just about see. Lithgow works with nematodes or roundworms, which are tiny in size, but of major importance in age-related research. And what kind of research have you been doing on these adult worms? Well, we do just about anything we can to make these worms live longer. And then we try and backtrack and work out what we've, what we've done. So this would be a genetic interventions or pharmacological interventions where we expose them to various compounds and ask if there's a lifespan extension. The model systems are, are really leading the, the revolution in ageing. This is where, where all the excitement's coming from at the moment. The fact that we can alter lifespan by fivefold or tenfold in some of these organisms, and, and we look at the genes and we find out these are genes that, that we have, that's stunning, that's incredible. That says that we can study human ageing in, in models. It's easy to get giddy about all these breakthroughs in age research. Hard to believe, but I could live 20 or more years longer than these vibrant seniors. And hopefully, they'll be healthy years. Scientists are convinced that as we unlock the secrets of longevity, we also could wipe out or at least postpone many of the illnesses that plague our golden years. In the meantime, I'm keeping my toes crossed. Okay.